All right, so tonight I'm going to be speaking about hi. Uh, I'm not speaking about hi. Uh, that was H. Oh, okay. Speaking about rest. Uh, what does rest look like? Uh, what does it look like to rest? Um, I'm going to start off with scripture. Psalm 91 1 uh, says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. God's been speaking to me a little bit about rest lately. And when I was seeking God about just what to speak on, um, and once I just asked, like, Well, Lord, what would you like to speak about um, this Saturday? And uh, I rest just popped in my head. And often, t- and he began to kind of speak more to me about that in the following days. And normally, like, I feel like I've heard the word rest come up so many times in the past, like, couple years. I feel like it's been a pretty popular topic. I don't know if anyone else feels like they've been hearing it as much as I have. But anytime I feel like um, people saying in sermons or whatever, like, um, the importance of rest and stuff, oftentimes my mind will immediately go to, oh, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I probably rest too much. Um, And I think I've been getting confused with rest and relaxation because they're actually different things. I believe rest can be um, like achieved with relaxing to an extent with certain types of it. And the Bible actually talks, I'm really jumping ahead of my notes already, but that's okay. Um, the Bible talks a lot about rest and there's a lot of different actual uh, versions of rest that it talks about. I do believe some of it is talking about relaxation and just taking an actual break, taking your Sabbath, taking um, just time to relax. (laughs) Um, But there's another type of rest that the Bible talks a lot about and I'll get to that in a second. Um, It is really easy to fill a life. There's so many good and bad things that we can do (laughs) in this life. There's a lot of really good things like productivity, work, uh, education, family, friends, entertainment, and so much more things. And I do believe all of those things are good things to have in your life. I believe it is important to have entertainment in your life and to have time with your friends and make time for your family and make time uh, for your work, obviously. And I, I think one thing we often forget to do, though, when we have so much going on in our lives is to take time to rest and better yet to fully even understand what it means to live a life of rest, but still include all those other important things and how to blend those two things together. Because rest is not always relaxation. I used to think that I don't have a problem with rest because I relax all the time. (laughs) I spend lots of time every day on just YouTube. I'm not a huge TV watcher. I watch occasional TV shows, but I really don't watch much TV at all, if at all. Um, I watch Frasier right now. It's about the only TV show I'm watching. Yes, I love Frasier. <laughs> uh, Frasier's an amazing show. Uh, but I, I spend time, I probably spend over an hour a day just watching YouTube, and then occasionally I'll throw in a couple hours of video games in the week. I spend lots of time to just wind down. But there really is a difference. In the Bible, there's several different words for the word rest. Um, I'm going to read this one scripture. Matthew 11, 28 to 29 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take, a, take my yoke upon you. 
Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The word rest here, uh, the Greek, actually did some diving into the Greek and Hebrew and stuff when I was preparing this. Um, in the specific scripture where it says, blah, 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 I will give you rest and take my yoke upon you, <laughs> and you will find rest for your soul. That word rest is the Greek word anapaolil. I'm so good at Greek, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it needs to be said. <laughs> um, and that word means uh, to cause a permanent, uh, to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his or her strength. Um, another uh, part of that definition is to keep quiet of calm and patient expectation. I read that last one again. To keep quiet of calm and patient expectation. One of the first things it says in that verse, um, and I'm really going to be diving into this verse specifically, but Jesus says, to come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. How many of us feel like they've carried <laughs> weary and heavy burdens at least at some point in your life? I think basically everybody. Oftentimes, when I'm feeling weary or like I have heavy burdens, um, yes, there is times where I have just turned directly to Jesus and I try to worship and stuff like that, and that's great. But there's a lot of other times where I'll be like, oh, I'm just so weary. I'm like, I, like, I'm so burdened right now. I just need to relax. I just need to relax. And so I'll try to watch TV or I'll play some games and stuff. And those can be kind of like a temporary fix, but relaxing isn't going to get rid of your heavy burdens. It's only going to push it away for the time being until it builds back up. Um, I know that from very personal experience. <laughs> um, in Matthew, Jesus is talking about coming to him to receive rest, to come and have a calm and patient expectation that he will carry the weight of what we're going through. And by taking time to learn from him and walk with him and be with him, we will begin to collect our strength and recover. Um, Jesus actually invites us to take his yoke upon us. Who actually knows what a yoke is? <laughs> oh, you want me to explain it? Well, give me the very quick, if you think you know what it is. Okay, so back in the olden days when they used to plow the fields, it was the thing that they put on the bull to ox. be able to... Ox. Yeah. Ox. Yeah. ox bull. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Buffalo yep. So, to be able to tell the field. So it's a tool in old farming culture. Uh, we don't use yokes anymore. We have tractors and stuff now. Um, but, yeah, egg yolks too. That's a different yoke. Um, <laughs> the yoke that Jesus talks about here is, I used to actually think it was egg yolk for when I was like younger and stuff until I, someone actually explained it to me. Um, yeah, I don't know how to spell it either. Um, so a yoke is a device that attaches two oxen together, or donkeys, whatever you're using at the time. Um, it was very typically oxen. And what that did is it partnered one ox with another to combine their strength. And the coolest thing about a yoke was it didn't matter if one oxen or donkey or whatever was a lot stronger than the other one. If you had one that was very weak, you could still put a yoke in between a strong and weak oxen, and it just collectively combines their strength to pull the load. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so I thought that's pretty cool. And a yoke um, 
the yoke that Jesus is talking about, he's inviting us to take on his yoke. He's inviting us to let him help us carry the weight of life. It is pretty cool. So God invites us, that's, and that's how you'll get that rest. We won't get that. Do you actually have a question, Dave? Right. I don't have a question. I have a statement. Is one of the things that I've heard is when you actually put a yoke between two, it's not both of them, their combined strength. It's actually more. They can pull more. Yeah, that's true, too. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's so cool because Jesus can carry the heavy load. We don't have to carry this life by ourselves. And if you're trying to do that, to carry the weight of like all of those good things I just mentioned before, education, work, family, friends, uh, how many of those things can have a lot of weight to them and can sometimes give us a lot of burdens and stuff with those all good things? It can be a lot to live a life. But if we take on the yoke of Jesus and partner with him and actually step with Jesus right next to us, it is so much easier to live because he, he takes this yoke with us. This burden of life, the weight of life can now be carried on his shoulders if we walk with him. Because that's the thing. You can't let Jesus take the burden of your life if you're not in the yoke with him. Um, let me get back to my notes for a second. Buh, 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 buh. Yeah, so you have to work with God in the yoke to carry the weight of your life. But you don't have to strive for it because Jesus is a tank, man. Like, he can carry a lot. If you just need to, like, kind of, like, I'm stepping, but I'm barely doing anything here, Lord. Just help me. Uh, that's okay. Jesus got your back. Um, <laughs> I think, um, yeah. I'm repeating myself so many times. He wants us to keep him next to us. Um, and, oh, this is, this is where I was trying to go. That is our main priority. Our main priority in life should be to have Jesus next to us to carry, uh, carry our lives. Um, we want to make sure that our lives, to walk with Jesus, is the main priority. Because if we put... Um, what a lot of people do, and there's a video that I'm going to play in a second that explains this so well. And I, was, I found it after I was writing this message, and uh, I just wanted to do a quick Google search to make sure I did understand what a yoke was. And I found this really short video that explains it so well, and I just, I'm just going to show it to you guys because I can't say it as well as they did. But um, a lot of people in life, including myself, I do this at times too, and I probably still flop back and forth, but... We live our lives putting our job first, and then we put our family, and we take time for friends, we take time for entertainment, and then we take Jesus, and we try to shove him in all the cracks in between. We take Jesus, and we try to let him fill all the cracks in between everything else in our lives. And that is not a way to live restfully. If, you're, if you feel like you don't have rest right now, uh, you may need to relook at how you're prioritizing God. Because if you make Jesus your main priority in life, like, Lord, I'm going to follow you first. That's my main priority. And then as I'm walking with you, I'm going to figure out how to include my job, figure out how to include my family, uh, education, whatever uh, it can be. And that's hard to figure out, but I guarantee you that will give you rest. 
it actually says right in the Bible. Let me read the scripture again. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Partner with me. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, another script, uh, version uses the phrase, um, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Um, when you take on that yoke with him, the burdens that you're carrying become a lot lighter. Um, you know what, let's just play that video. Um, you can go ahead. Take, take a listen to this, and I really encourage you to really pay attention to what the guy's saying. He's a very good speaker. Um, it's only like four minutes. Often, you know, in the church, in particular in a Western kind of American culture, we say a ton about theology and ethics, but little or nothing about lifestyle. But lifestyle is where the money is. That's what Jesus is getting at with this odd imagery of a yoke, which is a first century agrarian metaphor. It's lost on most of us in 2016 in an urban context. Frederick Dale Bruner, who is one of the top scholars in the world in the Gospel of Matthew, he writes this. A yoke is a work instrument. Thus, when Jesus offers a yoke, he offers what we might think tired workers need least. They need a mattress or a vacation, not a yoke. But Jesus realizes that the most restful gift he can give the tired is a new way to carry life, a fresh way to bear responsibilities. Realism sees that life is a succession of burdens. We cannot get away from them. Thus, instead of offering escape, Jesus offers equipment. Jesus means that obedience to his Sermon on the Mount, his yoke, it's a way of saying his way of life, his set of teachings, will develop us in a balance and a way of carrying life that will give more rest than the way we have been living. So there good. is an emotional weight to life. Would you agree with that? If not, you're either like still really young or like rich or something. I don't know. Let's have coffee and tell me how you do it. There's an emotional weight. And if you're thinking, oh, I know, I'm a freshman in college, it's so crazy, I can't wait till I graduate, and then life is easy. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Like, that's, you're at the easy part. Like, welcome. That's, you're like, really? Yes, really. The older, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s now, and every year I feel more weight, more responsibility, more load on my back. I, I'm hope, hoping that at some point it starts to go in the opposite direction. I don't know, is it 40? Is it 50? Is it 90? I'm not sure. But the older you get, the more responsibility that you carry. School, and then a job, and then a career, and then maybe a mortgage, then maybe a spouse, then maybe you have a family, and more, more, more. There is an emotional weight to life. And often, discipleship, if we're honest, discipleship to Jesus just feels like another weight on top of all the others. I'm already tired, working 50 hours a week, I'm in grad school, I have a you know, fiancé or whatever, I'm already way over busy, I don't have a good time on the weekend, and now you're saying I need to also read my Bible every single day and pray and live in community and share a meal and come to church every week, and like, it just feels like a oh, whole other thing. But pay close attention to Jesus' imagery. A yoke was almost always used to tie together two oxen or two donkeys or something like that, in order to carry a load, a cart or a plow in a field. Jesus is essentially saying, hey, 
come along. I'm here. I have a yoke. You come alongside me. Match your pace of life to mine. Let me carry most of the weight. Let me do all the heavy lifting. You just tuck in here right next to me, and it will be easy. The hardest way to follow Jesus is to live like all the other people in your neighborhood, apartment complex, your dorm, your school, your workplace, not really change your time, your schedule, your money, all of that, and just try to add in on top of all of that discipleship to Jesus and cram it in in every little nook or cranny. That is so hard, it's next to impossible. Failure is on the horizon. The easiest way to follow Jesus is to radically alter your whole lifestyle and take the pattern set by Jesus' lifestyle and say, I want to live like that. Not just in the decision to love my enemy, but in like my morning routine and my weekly rhythm and how I live in community. When you adopt the lifestyle of Jesus, then the life of Jesus is the natural byproduct, the secret of the easy yoke. Isn't that good? So if we choose to alter our lives, which can seem really scary, um, but it's going to be so much better. Like, why wouldn't I want to walk toe-in-toe with the Father? Like, the big, massive, strong God that you know can handle anything, I want to walk with the guy who can help me carry that load. You know? Because life is hard. (laughs) Life's hard. But if I choose to just take my whole life and relook at it to be like, so what does it look like to walk with Jesus? What do I need to do to walk with you, Lord? What do I need to, uh, how do I need to think? How do, do I need to talk to be able to just start to take those steps with you? How do, do I take the same steps you're taking, Lord? Because if we can walk his way, the rest of life is so much easier to bear. Because he's actually taking on most of that weight. Um, it's, that's where we can find rest. Um, so what does it look like to do this? Um, I, and by the way, I don't have it all figured out. Um, I, yeah, I'm not perfect. Uh, there's days where I definitely, even this week, where I have caught myself being like, you know, I'm really trying to do this on my own right now. I haven't even... Like, maybe this is why I went through this, but I've been going through a really difficult time the past couple days. Um, And just today, I decided to start worshiping because I was feeling like crap. (laughs) I was feeling really trashy. I didn't, I was grumpy. I was in a bad mood. Couldn't merit any of my feelings. Didn't need to feel like that. There's no reason to feel like that. And I was like... I'm trying to carry this myself right now. I didn't invite God to take this feelings away. I've just been dealing with it myself because I felt like that's what I need to do. I need to figure this out myself. I need to deal with it myself. God has never told anybody they need to do this by themselves. He's here to do life with us. and He's also given us really amazing people in our lives uh, in this room. Uh, that can help us figure this out too, that you can talk with. So I chose to worship for a little while. 
and it helped a lot <laughs> as I began to just be like, why don't I just focus on the best thing in my life right now when nothing feels good? There is something that feels good, and it's him, always. So why don't I turn my focus to God for a minute? And I only took a few minutes, and I just began to worship him. I began to worship him, and I could feel something lift. I could feel myself change, and it was a little easier to bear. I could literally felt like God, it was almost like I stepped into the yoke at that moment. I was like, I wasn't in it for a while because I was trying to do it on my own. And once I stepped into that yoke and honored the one that I'm trying to do this life with and I recognized him and his power and his goodness, it became easier <laughs> to bear the load that I felt. It felt easier. It felt lighter. And that was the step I took to take that step with him because God's always moving. Um, and it's, it's not always easy to make those decisions, guys. And I think you know that. Um, but when we do, boy, that's where rest is. That's where rest is. So I want to ask you guys. Um, hmm. Sorry, I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit for a minute. What does this look like? How do we do this? How do we, how do we walk practically with the Lord? How do we step into that yoke through everything that we're going through in life? How do we step into the yoke when we're in the middle of a shift at work and everyone around you is just making your life difficult? How do you step into the yoke in those moments? How do you step into the yoke when all you feel like is depressed, all you feel is angry, all you feel is frustrated? Um, you feel like you don't know what to do. How do we step into the yoke to find that rest in those moments? Um, we don't all have all the answers to those, and that sounded pretty heavy when I just said all that. But I want us to figure this out, because one thing that I never want to happen is I come up here and say a bunch of nice things, and then you go home and don't know how to change your lives, and you know how to go home and put this to practice. How do we practically do this? I want everyone in this room to be able to walk home equipped. I want you guys to walk home feeling like, you know what, I remember those things we just talked about. I'm feeling like this right now. You know what, I can try to do this to try to uh, step into that yoke with Jesus and I'll find that rest that I'm looking for. Um, let's talk about it. Let's just have a conversation. I know this is uh, shifting a little bit here. John, what's something we can do? Breathe. Breathe. Can you breathe uh, yeah. I feel like it, it forces you to slow down and reset for a second. Yeah. My my brain's messy. Forgive me. Breathe off. Um, breathe. Um, breathe. Yeah, for real. I've talked a lot about breathing in the past. Just taking a minute to breathe and recognize him um, does a lot. Recognize the person you're trying to step with, Matthew. Yeah, I've been doing this for I don't know a few months now. Like just. Starting my day by reading the Bible and playing worship music. I didn't yeah. go on the phone. Like mm -hmm. starting the day off yeah. with that. Yeah, I've been doing that too. Start with, um, I'm just going to say recognition. It's hard. It's like, 
of God. Yeah, I'm not gonna fully write things, but you know what that means. That is awesome, and that does a lot. I don't do that every day, but the days I do, I feel a difference. It's so much easier to start my day by looking for where God is in my life. <laughs> um, Justin, praying, praying, yeah, sure. Talk with him, just again, and like, and again, this is like can encompass a lot of different things, but um, like. Matthew said, reading the Bible, worshiping and stuff. Um, but yeah, prayer, definitely. Anything else? You can be very specific if you'd like. Thankfulness. Thank- mm-hmm. Yes, that's awesome. Being thankful. That's, good. that's really good. And you know, like every pastor ever says, even if you can think of nothing at all to thank him for, but the fact that you woke up this morning. Yes. Start with that. Yes. I have been actually doing that. <laughs> Past couple of days, I've woken up being like, Thank you that I'm living another day today, Lord. I've actually said that a couple times uh, this week. Uh, John, you had another one? I was, honestly, I was just going to add to that because when I've done that, I've literally I've had times where I'm like, I feel really angry, but thank you for, and then I just start with the smallest thing I can think of, like, mm-hmm. thank you for club soda. And then mm-hmm. like, I just, like, it's a weird thing where it yeah, just gets no. bigger. Because yeah. you're like, thank you for this thing. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. And, um... Maybe I'll I'll try to write this down, but um, come in with the opposite of I I know this is kind of really vague, but if you're feeling um, hopeless, use thankfulness and prayer to thank God that He's the God of hope, mm-hmm. even if you feel nothing. If you begin to turn your thoughts to where you want to be, declarations, exactly, that's it. Declarations. Um, thank you. <laughs> declarations, that's the word I was trying to go with. Um, use declarations. Um, declare the opposite of how you feel. Declare the positive, like, um, you know, you guys know that. Declare. Cool. You know, things are there. Um. <laughs> um, I like to say help a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's just, great. Just help me, like, right now. Like, everything. Like, at work, I'm like, I can't get this. Help me. Like, help. my son's yelling at me. I'm like, Jesus, help. Yeah, I do that, too. And I'm telling you, like, it's not a big thing. Like, throughout mm-hmm. the whole day, pray. Yeah. And then something I find that really helps me is, like, attitudes, though. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I mentally choose to shift my mm-hmm. attitude to look at things the way, like, mm-hmm. God would have me yeah. look at it. And it just really makes, like, the whole situation yeah. seem, like, so much better. Yeah. The, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, right? And, like, uh, there's actually several scriptures that talk about just asking for it. If you don't ever just ask them for help, even if you don't know how to word it's like, uh, Help! Help me, Lord. <laughs> Sometimes you will. That's great. Lisa. Uh, inviting his presence into your situations. Yeah. That's awesome. Just invite him. That's great. That's beautiful. And also partnering with his promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really good, too. Um, I'm going to write that as well. That's good. Partnering with his promises. That can be, you can use that with, like, declarations and stuff. Because, like, God, you're the God who heals. So I'm going to partner with your promise and just believe like you're healing. Like I preached a little bit about that last week or last time I was up here where I was like, I was sick and God healed me, but I was, I had to 
regularly every day be like, you are the God who heals. Even though I'm sick right now, I'm just going to continue to believe that you're the guy who heals. And I tell myself that every day without complaining. Um, Taylor, you had one. One thing that I do is I ask God what he said about a situation. If I did something really, really tough. Yeah. Oh, that's, he always has something yeah. to say about everything. Ask him. I mean, prayer is kind of like involved. A lot of these can be encompassing, but I really like the be specific. That's great. Ask him what he thinks. <laughs> that's really good. And by the way, if you ask God um, what he thinks about something, and all you get is like, you're terrible, or like, negativity. God doesn't do that. So that was the, (laughs) you know. Um, So when you are asking to him, be like, would Jesus say that? (laughs) Would the devil say that? Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes just going through that really simple, like, process in your head, being like, is this something Jesus would say? Think so? Is this something the devil would say? Yeah, he could say that. <laughs> so they're lying to me. <laughs> you know, that's, sometimes that's just a simple thing we can do in our head. Um, what's something else we can do to step into the oak with Jesus, to walk with him? He can be really specific if you want. Lisa? To so take your focus off yourself and help someone else? Sure. Um, yeah, like giving to other people and stuff like that. I, I believe that's what Jesus would do. Um, I'm trying to think how to. But then it's something I don't have to worry about words. Um, <laughs> generosity. Generosity. I, like, I don't know if that's exactly what you meant, but <laughs> we write generosity. Serving? Sur- yeah, serving. Serving. That's good. Serving. Um, anybody else? John. This might not apply to everything, but with certain things I honestly have to ask myself is this going to really matter next week? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm getting really yeah. annoyed at a certain thing, and I'm like, is this, am I even going to remember this No, yeah. this little while? Yeah, like, is this worth getting upset mm-hmm. upset about? Is this, like, would Jesus be upset about this? Like, what would Jesus what would do? Jesus what would do? You, WWJD works, guys. Get your bracelets, everybody. <laughs> what would Jesus do? What, what, uh, what, what, so some things I said uh, that I wrote down, which are kind of up here, um, acknowledge God in everything we do. Um, live your life like God is your life partner. When you're making decisions in life, if you're married, you often consult your spouse when you're making really big life decisions. Consult the Lord, too, like even in the small stuff, like. Should I, like, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be like, should I eat Cheerios or Cap'n Crunch today, but I mean, sometimes you can. Hey, you know what? Seriously, though, like, involve God in every decision in your life, and you don't have to stress about it, but it's just like, if God wants to put his two cents in on whether or not I should eat Cheerios or Cap'n Crunch because he knows that little bit more glucose in my stomach is going to give me a stomach ache later, it's like, no, dude, stick with the Cheerios. I'm like... Gotcha, Jesus. You're good. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so did that actually happen? It's happened. <laughs> um, oh, um, how about this one? Uh, read your Bible. What better way to listen to what to do than to read the words that God's actually saying? You know? Um... Okay, here's something really practical. 
on your commute to work, and we kind of talked about this a little bit with like starting your day, like um, recognizing God and stuff. But uh, one thing I've had to do sometimes is on your way back from work or your way to work, um, instead of putting music on first, I'm just going to ask God to give me the strength I need for that day, for that first minute or two I'm driving. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm heading to work right now. Give me the strength I need today. Give me creativity. Give me energy for everything I need to do today. And just praying that simple prayer of inviting God to be with you for your day and something else I don't do every time, but I try to do it, is when I'm coming back home to my family, I'll be like, all right, Lord, shake off all the stress from my day. Give me the energy I need to be there for my family when I get home and stuff like that. And uh, he, he always provides whenever I pray that. And the times I don't pray it, I struggle <laughs> because I'm not having rest by walking with God. Um. <laughs> actively remind yourself of where God is in the room. This can give you a lot of peace. If you're in a situation where you're like, things suck right now, God is there. God is always there. Just think about it like, God's in the room right now. God is seeing everything that's happening, and he loves me. God, you might even just need to ask him, it's like, where are you in the room right now? Like, where are you? And like, he's like, I'm right here with you. I'm right beside you. It's like, if you lean on me, I'll give you the strength to push through what's happening right now. You know, like, just like, recognize me, ask me for help. I'm right here. Just ask me. Sometimes you just need to remind yourself that God is there with you. That's a really good thing to continue to do. Um, thanking him was already said. So that's good. These are some really good things. Anybody else have something else? Does this help? Is this helpful? It's a good reminder at the very least. Um, we don't have an eraser, do we? Your finger. Get, get a tissue. Get a tissue. Oh, it's tissue. Hey, there's the tissues right here. My mouth is getting dry. I only grabbed one water bottle today. <laughs> um, I love you. Drink your spit. That's not weird. It's not if you know him. Okay, so we're going to do something right now that I also think is really popular. One of the things I said in here, popular, um, well, reading the Bible. Um, his box, I suppose. <laughs> um, one other thing that's really great and helpful to help us walk with Jesus is to have good scriptures in front of ourselves all the time. Like have go-to verses, have... Um, words of life in front of you. If you have an office and you have a desk, put a scripture, like print out a scripture, write out a scripture on a post note or whatever, and have that in front of you so that you can just look to it whenever you want. It's really nice to have physical things in front of you. If you need to put a sticky note on your dashboard in your car to be like, uh, like Psalms 91 is an amazing verse on protection. Like if you need to remind yourself of God's protection over your life, put a sticky note on your dashboard uh, with a verse on it that talks about God's protection. If you need, uh, if you have a really stressful like area of your life, put a scripture verse like in front of you somewhere that will remind you of God's goodness, remind you of um, you know just who God is in your life and what He has for you. So we're gonna do an activity. Uh, we're gonna write a scripture. Sword drills. Um, kind of. So this is what I want you to do. You all have Bible apps on your phone. Or if nobody carries physical Bibles around with them anymore. Um, if you do, awesome. 
Uh, I have one in my car. If you don't have, who doesn't have the Bible app with them or an ability to look up scriptures right now? Raise your hand. Mine's not serious. Okay. Anybody else? Everybody else is good? Okay. I have an actual Bible in the other room. I'm fairly certain. Um, I actually have four in my office. I could go find. But uh, take, um, I want you to, everybody to take a minimum of two. If you'd like, you can take more than that. Um, but everyone, please take at least two. Because uh, I'm going to do something very specific in a minute. Um, but take two, take a pen. And this is what I want us to do. On your phone, on your Bible app, uh, let's look up some good scriptures. Let's look up some good verses that are encouraging, verses that speak life, verses that speak protection, verses that speak love. Excuse me, whatever it is, as long as it's like a good edifying scripture verse uh, in the Bible anywhere, I want us to look them up and write them on this note. Write them out, write the address. Um, if you find really long scriptures that you like, it's going to be a little bit more writing, but go for it. Um, but I really want us to write this out. You might have trouble writing it on your lap with sticky notes. So find a chair or a desk or a table. There's a big stretch table up here if you want to come stand at this, the floor, whatever you need. Um, but I really want us to all, I, and I would love if everybody could do this. If, if you'd rather not, um, that's okay. Um, but it would be great if everybody could at least write two. Uh, and look them up on your phones. You can just even just search like love in the Bible app. And you'll get a bunch of stuff that comes up. Or peace, or protection, whatever you need.